On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by cardiologist Dr. Paddy Barrett, chatting all things cardiovascular disease. The way I look at this is that the the two statistics that everyone should really be aware of is cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death globally and in most developed nations, but it's also the most preventable. 90% of it can be prevented at an early stage if you just follow the right steps and formula. So I look at it as a, a scary opportunity. As ever available on all podcast platforms. This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919, 1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the Indo Daily, you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. March the 20th, 2017, dawned like any other day for Tina and Richard Satchwell. Uh, they got up uh, early in the morning, around 10 a.m. Richard Satchwell said he made a cup of tea and toast for his wife. And minutes later, Tina asked him to go on an errand to Dungarvan, not that far from their yall home. When he arrived back to the all property around 2 p.m., there was no sign of Tina. Today on the Indo Daily, where is Tina Satchwell? I asked Tina on our wedding morning, holding the puppy I got her the week before. 45-year-old Tina Satchwell disappeared from her home in Yall County, Cork, in March 2017. Before I even met her, I told my brother I was going to marry her. And... It kind of went on from there. I was just turned 21 and she was 17. She had no passport, no mobile phone, and the bank account she owns has not been accessed since. We'd had conversations of late, so I said, right, she's gone down to a member family in Fumai. So I give her a couple of days. When I found out nobody had seen her, it was like everything just fell away. Four days later, Tina's husband, Richard Satchwell, reported her missing to Gardaí and a media appeal was issued. What we are looking here here today is evidence in relation to the investigation into the disappearance of Tina Satchel. Six years later, there is still no sign of Tina. I'm Kevin Doyle, and today on the Indo Daily, I'm joined by the Irish Independent Southern correspondent Ralph Regal to talk about the disappearance of Tina Satchel. Ralph Regal, tell us about the day that Tina Satchel went missing from her home in County Cork. Yeah, uh, Kevin, that was March the 20th of 2017. And it was, I mean, Richard Satchwell, uh, Tina's husband, described it as any other day. He went to Dungarvan and he said he arrived back to their property in Yall around 2 p.m. But there was no sign of Tina. And when I returned something like two hours later, she just wasn't there. I found her keys on the ground as I went through the front door. So I just said she's gone out for a walk and... When she didn't come back, naturally you uh, get a bit sickly feeling, I suppose. Now, Tina was originally from Formoy in North Cork, so Richard assumed that that's where she had gone. Uh, but 
after a couple of days when there was no contact from Tina, no sign of her coming back home, and he had contacted her family and realized that she had never gone there. So four days after she had disappeared on March the 20th, the Gardaí were notified. And that's when this major missing persons uh, operation kicked into gear. Guy, the divers have just resumed their search of the foreshore here in Yall in the past couple of minutes. They've been on the water since 10 o'clock this morning with the support of members of the local Irish Coast Guard unit. And I guess, Ralph, that four-day period will raise a lot of eyebrows for people as a starting point because if you live with someone or you're married to someone, if they disappear for a day, alarm bells would start to ring. Why did Richard Satchwell not think much too much about the fact that she had gone? Well, I mean, he explained it at the time that it wasn't unusual for her to go and visit her family, uh, that she would go back and stay with them in Formoy. I suppose it is unusual that having asked him to go on an errand, Tina wasn't in the property when um, he returned. Now, what also emerged um, in the early days was that there was a suitcase apparently missing from the house. And Mr. Satchwell, in the early days of the investigation, said that there was a sum of cash, apparently about €26,000, was also missing from the property. And that sum of money had been built up um, by the couple through savings. Through They were quite frequent attendees of car boot sales and they would do a little business as part of those um, car boot sales attendances. And the money had been built up from that. And in point of fact, in the last time that Tina was seen in public by by anyone other than Mr. Satchwell and her family members was on March the 19th when she attended a car boot sale in Carrick Tool with her husband. So that was the day before she went missing? The day before, yes. She was at the car boot sale on March, March the 19th and on March the 20th, that was the last time that Richard Satchwell had seen her as he left the property in Yall to go on the errand to Dungarvan. And what do we know about their background? You you mentioned that Tina was originally from County Cork. Richard wasn't. No, he's 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 originally from England. And what had happened was that Tina was was born and brought up in Formoy in North Cork, and she had immigrated um, to the UK for for work. I think in her late teens, and sometime then in her twenties, she had met Mister Satchwell, and they had commenced a relationship, and they had gotten married. Now they had lived for a period of time at a number of addresses in the UK before they returned to Ireland. When they returned to Ireland, they lived for many years actually in Formoy, which was Tina's hometown, before they relocated to Yall. And both of them adored the seaside. And that was one of the reasons for them to move to Yall, that they had a property very close to the coast. And what happened then, Ralph, when Richard Satchwell reports his wife missing? Yeah, that's really when this this um, major missing persons operation kicked into gear. There were multiple appeals. Mr. Satchwell did multiple interviews, um, both with broadcast and with print, appealing for information uh, to support the Garda search for his wife. What has emerged since then is that really this has become one of the highest profile missing persons cases um, handled by the Gardaí in recent years. Um, of course, Tina is is six years missing uh, on March the 20th coming. Um, next November, she will be 50 years of age. Um, as part of this investigation over the last uh, six years, the Gardaí have pursued 400 lines of inquiry. They've examined hundreds of hours of CCTV footage and they've uh, taken about 170 different statements from people in a bid to try and get some kind of clue as regards what happened to Tina. But certainly for the last six years, it is as if this lady literally stepped off the planet. 
There has been no indication about what happened to her. I mean, Gardy, you're quite baffled. We'll come back to maybe more of the investigation in a moment, Ralph, but you're right. It was a particularly high profile case at the time and several times since it has come back into the media headlines. Why do you think that was? Because it might surprise some listeners that well, people go missing every day and every day the news desk in the Irish Independent will get press releases from Angarda Siakana making appeals for people who have gone um, trying to find them and issuing pictures and they get reported on but they don't grasp the public imagination in the way that this case did. Yeah, I think there's a number of elements to it, Kevin. I think in a lot of those cases, there may be an underlying reason why the person has gone or the guardian may have a certain idea about what was involved. But I think this particular case is just absolutely baffling. Usually there's some kind of an indication as regards what happened to the person or, you know, what their intentions were. But there's absolutely nothing in this particular case. I mean, Tina had no passport. So Gardy examined hundreds of hours of CCTV footage from ports and airports in the belief that, well, maybe did she go back to the UK where she was originally resident from? Usually there might be someone who had seen the person and after and they had left their home or whatever like that. That has not happened in this particular case. Or sometimes Gardy may also get some type of an electronic clue. It could be something to do with maybe use the use of a pass card, mobile phone, some type of a financial electronic financial transaction. Nothing like that has happened in this particular case. So literally from when um, Richard Satchwell last saw his, his wife Tina in their property on March the 20th and she vanished, there is no indication of where she is or what happened to her. And you mentioned no passport. There has been no activity on her bank accounts or anything like that. Like we all leave a trace with our mobile phone everywhere we go. It, it's, it's a lot easier now to trace people than it would have been in the past, but there has been nothing here, no clues. No. No, no, absolutely. And what is probably even more extraordinary is the fact that we live in an era where there is huge amounts of CCTV security camera footage. There is no indication from any of the CCTV camera footage. And there's been hundreds of hours of it studied by Gardy as regards what happened, Tina. You'd be very familiar with y'all, obviously, Ralph. Is it a town that would have a lot of CCTV cameras? Is it a town that would have a community alert system? You know, what, what would normally happen in, in y'all if, if something untoward took place? Yeah, it, it is a very tight-knit place and it is unusual that there's been no indication whatsoever of, you know, any glimpse of Tina leaving the property, any glimpse of her, of what direction she was heading in. So Gardy really have had nothing to work with. And I think it's one of these elements of the, the, the sheer absence of information that has kind of captured the public imagination, as well as the fact that Tina was a very colorful, very vibrant, very outgoing lady. And she was very much into fashion. She pursued her own kind of fashion styles and whatever. And she would have been a very high profile person attending a lot of community events and of course the car boot sales that we referenced earlier. So Gardy concluded early in the investigation that at least their belief is that she didn't leave the island of Ireland and that most likely somebody in her home area holds the key to, to unlock this mystery. 
It was a year after she went missing that the Gardaí conducted that search you mentioned near Castle Martyr. People would be familiar, it's a small village, but it has the five-star hotel in East Cork. That went on for 12 days, Ralph, over 40 acres of woodland. What led Gardaí to look there? Um, what, what actually had, had prompted the Garda search, and it was, as you mentioned, it was a very extensive search. It involved up to 60 officers. An incident room is established in Middleton Garda Station and a team of detectives are working on Tina's disappearance. To date, there have been 220 separate lines of inquiry conducted. This has included liaison with Interpol. And today, we are conducting a search here at Mitchell's Wood, Bridgetown, Castle Martyr in County Cork. It also involved a significant financial outlay. I mean, I was there at the time. You had outdoor generators. You had an operation center that was specifically brought in. You had officers using forensic equipment, whatever. And what had actually triggered that was a, a piece of information which had been supplied by a member of the public to the guardie. So they felt that they had they had no other information, and they they were treating this quite seriously. And they decided that this piece of information mentioned the location of Mitchell's Wood. So they went to Mitchell's Wood and really conducted a, 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 an incredible detailed forensic examination and unfortunately there was no trace no clue no inkling as regards whether the, what had happened to Tina or that there was any connection between Mitchell's Wood and, and Tina's disappearance Another strange twist in the story or a, a clue if you like was two suitcases that were found in a Tesco car park tell me about that Yeah that it was just a couple of months after Tina had vanished and these two suitcases were found in the car park. And as we mentioned at the, at the start, a suitcase was missing from the property and it was suspected or wondered whether one of these suitcases that had been discovered, whether it was the suitcase that was missing from the property and whether it may have been something that had been used by Tina or was in some way connected to her disappearance. So again, that prompted a lot of attention um, but unfortunately, as following inquiries by Gardaí, they were satisfied that there was no connection between this discovery and, and, and Tina's disappearance. But it was Richard Satchwell himself that actually spotted those suitcases. It, it was, and he was the one that, that, that thought that one of these suitcases resembled the one that he believed to be missing from their property, and that's how the Gardaí got involved in it. Now, Mr. Satchwell, he has not done interviews over recent times. I mean, I had contacted him about a piece that we did for the Irish independent and he didn't want to make any comment but he has done multiple interviews um, in the early days um, to support the Garda appeal for information about his wife's disappearance and quite poignantly in the early days he issued personal appeals to Tina to come back home and he said that you know he was saving he was still getting her Valentine's Day cards he was getting her birthday cards he was getting her Christmas presents and he was keeping them all in the hope uh, that she would return uh, to their Yall property. And he did put forward a few theories in those interviews, Ralph, around her mental state at the time or what was going on. I remember he mentioned her being particularly upset over the death of a parrot. In January, Pearl, our older parrot, died. It was like mourning a human being. We were both very upset. We cried for weeks. We had an autopsy and everything done on her. The day before Valentine's Day, this bird came up on the internet. So we'd call her Valentine's. Unfortunately, we only had a couple of weeks before Tina got up and left. Yeah, they, they, they had a number of pets. I and mean, We mentioned her pet dog, Ruby, and I think that was probably one of the 
the, the things that was quite significant was the fact that it was believed that, that she wouldn't go anywhere for any length of time without her beloved dog, Ruby. But the dog was in the property on March the 20th when Mr. Satchwell returned home and there was no sign of Tina. Now, there appears to have indications that she was upset over the loss of this pet. And he also indicated in the early days that he thought it was possible that she might have needed a break, that she might have gone away for a couple of days just to get her head clear or whatever. And I think that's why he believed she may have gone to stay with family and friends in North Cork. Of course, we know that, that that's not what happened. Again, he has repeatedly um, said over the years in his, in his interviews that he's convinced that she is alive and he has appealed to her to come back home. Yeah, he, he was asked obviously a lot of questions about their relationship at the time. And he, he mentioned at one point that she had threatened to, to leave or to, to go away and said, don't follow me, I'll ring the guards. She said to you that if she went away and if I went chasing after her to try and get her back, she would then go to the guards about it. That doesn't but, sound good, but, does it? Well, I know it doesn't. But then, like, 20 minutes later, she'd be back in my arms. What, what was his theory on, on all of that? He did, he did give a, a lot of insight into their relationship and, and some problems, I guess. If you go back to the early days of the relationship and the indications are that, that, that other members of his family, I don't think were particularly keen on him um, marrying Tina Satchwell or in particular marrying an Irish person. So there was an element of that involved. Um, I think there were challenges posed by the fact that they had lived in England, then they had moved to Ireland, then they had relocated from Formoy to Yall. Um, they had a lot of pets. And I suppose, it, I mean, certainly from, if you look at, the various interviews that he's done, he seems to believe that she did need a break, that she did need a couple of days away. And that was the, the main reason why he thought she was with the family and why the guardie weren't alerted for four days. But it, certainly they seem to have done an awful lot together. I mean, the attending the car boot sales, they seem to have been very much a kind of a, a combined operation between the two of them. And they were very, very well known in Formoy, particularly well known for being out walking there their various pets and would have been known in Yall as well because they would have gone now Mr. Satchwell at the time was working as a truck driver but they would have been quite visible in terms of you know walking by the beach going to car boot sales out exercising their, their pets that kind of thing He did make a complaint to Gardy at one point over what he felt were unfair questions that were being asked about him I was asked questions I've not been cautioned or anything like that, but um, it got back to me through a member family that they're asking what I thought was unfair questions about did the family think I could harm my wife? Well, I made a complaint about it, I had a good old moan about it because I wouldn't lift a finger to hurt my wife. Yeah, and I think he has also, I mean, he did quite a number of media interviews in the early days of the search operation, Kevin, but he has done very little over recent times because I think he feels that some of the focus in the media has also been unfair to him. There was um, the complaint made about that line of questioning. Um, however, I think it's very important to say that the Guardi have never said that they have a suspect in this case. They've never publicly commented on it. In 2018, I should also point out that Mr. Satch will stress that he does not believe that he is a suspect in this case. And so finally, Ralph, what do Gardy believe now? It's We're at the sixth anniversary. You said it's like she just disappeared off the planet. We're not really any further down this road, are we? What is the best theory that Gardy have at this point for what happened to Tina Satchwell? 
Well, I, I think the important thing to stress is that Gardaí believe that while they don't have information about precisely what happened to Tina, they are convinced that there is someone in the community who does. And I think that's one of the major reasons why there's this appeal for information, that anyone who, who may have this information and has not come forward, the Gardaí are urging them to contact them because that may just be the little piece of information that helps them to unravel precisely what happened to Tina Satchwell. So again, like this lady would, would be 50 years old in November as she's gone for six years on March the 20th. And Gardy, I think very much for her, for the sake of her family, they, they want to bring this case to a conclusion and discover what actually happened to Tina. Ralph Regal, Southern Correspondent with the Irish Independent. Thank you. I'm Kevin Doyle and today's episode was produced by Mary Carroll, researched by Tabitha Monaghan with sound by John Smith. Archive clips were from News Talk, RTE News, Primetime on RTE, Virgin Media and Independent.ie. If you enjoyed the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.